horror stories, paranormal experiences, and everything in between. It's a Friday night. It's kind of cold. So I was thinking and uh, I thought we let's use this whole chilliness and the fact that it's night to actually talk about some eerie stuff that sounds good that sounds yeah. it's a rather cold night and it's like nearly like 2am it suits the it whole suits the atmosphere yeah so I know that you know quite a few of uh, horror stories around the globe you can say that la, hmm, uh, yes, around yes. the world and uh, maybe you can say, share some <laughs> maybe you can share some to me and the listeners yeah, but uh, okay. So I've I've always like liked reading like this, you know, ghost stories from across the world because I feel like it reflects a bit of the culture of people. Mm-hmm. So there's this few like I I read a bit like briefly and then I I just dug up some information about it lah. This is uh, okay. So I'm gonna share one by one. Mm. The first one is from Japan. Mm. It's about something called the Kuchisake Ona, mm-hmm. and. It's translated, I think the translation is The Slit-Mouthed Woman. So, the story goes like this. The supremely creepy Japanese ghost is a beautiful woman with a surgical mask. You know, the type that's normally worn by cold or allergy sufferers in many parts of Asia, like, you know, COVID-19 kind of mask. Wow, shooting. And her, her, her thing is she approaches victims at remote train or bus stations at night and asks them, Am I beautiful? And if the, if the victim says yes, then she removes the mask and she reveals a gaping joker-like smile, like teeth red in sharpness. Mm. And then the victim will change his answer to no. And if he, he or she does that, she pulls out a butcher's knife and slices the victim's face to make it like her own. And though this legend is very ancient in Japan, Kuchisake Ona had a revival in the 1970s, when scores of school children in the Nagasaki prefecture began reporting sightings causing police to believe there was a female psychopath on the loose. What do you think about that story? That is familiar. Like, mm-hmm. I think I've seen adaptions of it in movies mm. and animes, I think so. Yeah, it's probably like. Ah. I've never but seen any, but I've. I've got a question. Yes? You said if they say no, she takes out the butcher knife. Mm. If they meant it, then yes, they should go home with them. <laughs> I don't know, man. But it's possible. It's possible, but... You know, in an eerie way. La. In an eerie way. La. Like, wow. There's, there's another story like mm. uh, quite similar to this, but not exactly that. It's, uh, it's Mexico's uh, story. It's, it's, uh, Mexico. Mexico, yes. So it's the story of the weeping woman on La Irona. I hope I'm pronouncing that right in Spanish. Uh, so... The story of La Irona was like She was a villager A woman Named Maria Who drowned her own children in a river mm. And the purpose she did this Was to be with the man that she loved And when he rejected her I don't know for what reason She drowned herself And now she haunts riverbanks Dressed in white and weeping for her children And sometimes She'll try to kidnap living children As replacements so Mexican kids are warned not to go out alone at night lest La Yorona snatch them away. That's a bit of a creepy thing to tell kids. Like, don't go out alone at night or this yeah. ghost or this woman will snatch you away and 
Yeah. But if that story is true, that that woman's priorities is went sideways. La. Yeah, it went sideways, lah. Mm. But but there's there's one more like that that I really like love. It's uh, <clears throat> it's something called uh, the Yenganger. Mm. It's a Scandinavian ghost. It's actually I I might be pronouncing this slightly off, but the story of this is these Yengangers. Uh, actually, Yengangger is a combination of the word again and the word Yengger, which means to a uh, Gengger, which means foot or walker. So it it translates to walking again. Mm. And so these these people are usually those who died before their time, usually a victim of murder, suicide, or another crime or accident, mm. something very strong. and this revenge motivated ghosts are extremely vicious and with the goal of seriously disturbing the lives of those who wronged it in life so this is how they do they their modus operandi they will attack in the dead of night when the victim is fast asleep the yanganger will then pinch the sleeping person and flee the scene when the victim awakes they'll notice a strange blue spot where the yanganger pinched them this is a sign of coming sickness and death for that person I can't help but notice but the name Yanganger sounds similar to the Pokemon Gengar. Yeah. Is it, it derived from there? I think so. Really? Yeah, it's something wow. to check out. Hmm. So speaking of all these horror stories and all right, hmm. I've had also my own personal horror stories. Whoa. So back in 2012, 2013 around there, I was actually uh, living in Malacca hmm. with my friends at uh, this apartment. So basically at that time well the incident happened long before we went there. Mm. I'm not exactly sure when it happened. Mm. But uh, it's not like 50 years ago or lah. Mm. It's maybe close to a decade or bit within a decade. Mm. So um I'm I don't recall uh, what block we lived in but mm. at the block we lived in and at the same floor which was uh, the 12th floor some sort. Mm. Uh, we there was a guy or a girl I'm not sure, uh, who lived there, mm. and actually died by ex- in a, by an accident lah. Oh. So actually the story is how, um, he or she locked her room keys in the room. My gosh. And uh, so, uh, instead of going down to the guardhouse and getting a spanky, uh, he or she decided uh, because at the balcony her room he or she, her room their room. Um, it's actually the one right next to the balcony. Oh, so if you go to the balcony at this apartment, apartment right, uh, there's a, like a small ledge, you know, hmm. where you can actually uh, tiptoe on, on, but I don't think it's advisable, lah, because it's like way up there and there's no net for you to drop or anything, no. Oh. But there's a, like a small ledge ah. from the balcony to that person's room. Oh, hmm. but so this person did it. Oh, instead of going down, so she or she or she, she she jumped from the balcony mm. to the ledge mm. and tried to tiptoe into her room's window. Good, and she slipped and fell. Very good. And he or she slipped and fell. They slipped and fell, and they landed directly, uh, on top of the uh, water dispenser machine on the ground floor. Oh no. Ah, uh, so so that's the story. Mm. Okay, so keep the story in mind, lah. Mm. So it has always been uh, told. By the people of the residents of the apartment, mm. that our floor is haunted. Okay. Due to all these incidents, and apparently there's a lot of uh, incidences that happen in this apartment, lah. Mm. I don't recall, but apparently there's a lot of a few numbers of deaths. Mm. And then, uh, so there was once, right? We just moved in the house, me and my friends. Uh, maybe week two of of living there, mm. and then we were 
this is prior to knowing anything about the apartment mm. you know we just uh, we don't anything we think it's a normal apartment and all that stuff and then uh, so we will live we were at the balcony just chilling and uh, talking stories and looking at the night sky and all that right and then just talking 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 and suddenly there is a loud bang on the door mm. our main hall door mm. boom and we went to open the door and no one so mm. we thought maybe uh, because there's a lot of young people that lived in the apartment yeah. so we thought maybe it's a prank or something so we just uh, you know like close on eye you know did. but then right there are like multiple incidents that happened like for once mm. uh, my friend was alone in the house in mm. the house we all went down to the mama Mm. And he didn't want to stay to follow us because he wanted to play some mobile games and stuff. Okay. So he was in the house alone and playing mobile games. Mm. And suddenly he called us up. Mm. Say, hey, you guys are in the house now. Mm. Say, no, we're not in the house. Mm. We're actually in the mama right now. You, you say you don't want to come. Why we ask you to come? Mm. And then he said, like, did someone knock my door? Mm. Then I said, nobody in the house, did. Mm. And he said, he was like, oh shit, I'm coming. Mm. And he came down. Then we were like, Okay, like someone knocked this door or something or I don't know. But mm. it was just one incident, so we like we were spooked. Mm. But we just like let's forget about it. Mm. But then like ever since then, mm. like multiple times, whenever we alone and whenever I'm alone or anyone else alone, we will hear knock knocks on the door mm. or scratches on the door stuff mm. like that. Mm. So then that's when we started to dig around and ask Malakans mm. about. Uh, is there any like, history with this building mm. and then they told about the story and all that and we tried to connect the dots uh. okay so this is after we found out and all mm. this stuff right then for a long time there's no disturbance nothing mm. then there was this one night I don't know the duration between the, the incidences mm. but there was one night where all of us were disturbed at the same day and night oh my gosh uh. so we all live in different rooms lah, obviously mm. so I was in my room and I, I was sleeping facing uh, sideways you sleep alone I sleep with my roommate. Oh okay okay. And uh, my roommate at the day had a uh, nightmare. Okay. Um, he was not disturbed physically lah. Uh. But I was. Mm. So what happened was uh, I was sleeping sideways uh. on my bed. So bear in mind my bed is a squeaky bed no. Uh, okay. So if you bounce on it or you put some pressure on it it mm. makes a squeaky noise mm. like that. Mm, like creaking like uh, creaking noise. Uh. So I was sleeping sideways and I, I felt pressure on me. Mm. Like sleep paralysis pain pressure mm. so I but I could not move lah because mm. like but I, I know the fact of uh, sleep paralysis so mm. I told myself this is just sleep paralysis mm. but the the point where I start to like doubt myself is because I not only could not move mm. I felt the pressure and I felt I'm going down mm. so all this could be in my head mm. but the thing is I heard the bed creaking mm. uh, I heard like as I was going down the the bed also like that. so mm. that means indeed I was pressed lah. Mm. But you know, being a strong religious person, I just uh, prayed that night, mm. and uh, all was fine lah that day. Mm. But the next morning, I found out that each or everyone was had either bad dreams mm. or disturbance. Like I have a friend named Linish. Okay. Uh, he was staying in the same room as Jonathan, who you know as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Jonathan also did not have good sleep and nightmares, and Linish also was also pressed. Mm. Uh, on the same day, all of us, you know. Wow. So it was, to me, I don't think it's possible for four people. We have sleep paralysis at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of coincidence. Ah, so it's a major coincidence. Yeah, it's a bit of fishy kind of coincidence. Yeah, yeah. So that is one thing that happened to me now. Mm. There's also another time mm. uh, when I was in Malacca, um, where nearby to the place we stayed, yeah, there was this uh, abandoned taman. Okay. This is not abandoned house, you know. Like, like you mean the taman is in a park or taman is in a housing? No. Housing area. Housing area. A whole housing area abandoned. A whole housing area abandoned. Whole housing area abandoned. Whoa. Not just a house. Okay. So we've seen, uh, you know, the current house I'm living in is near to an abandoned flats, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but this, 
um, abandoned taman right is if I'm not mistaken is close to the um, that is national park somewhere in Melaka mm. I'm not entirely sure what's the name like some 10,000 footsteps park or something okay. along those lines mm. so apparently if you kept driving along the that uh, park mm. you will end up in this taman mm. so in this taman right the trees there are dead mm. and the trees are dead and, and ended up in a way where the branches started to uh, be very gnarled uh, yeah. yeah so it was so low mm. to the point that it'll touch your windscreen whoa uh, that means as you're driving through the as road as you're driving through the road mm. you will the, the uh, dead trees branches will be touching your windscreen whoa which some adds some Calmness, not creepiness. La. Right. And another point is, since it's better, no electricity. And we huh. went, it's a very weird summer. Uh. It's a very weird summer. Where is this again? Summer in Laka. Oh my gosh, okay. Uh. And then, uh, so we went to like two cars or so. So it's a good amount of people. So huh. that helped with the scare, the fear. La. Huh. So we're not that scared because knowing that there's a lot of us here. But why you went there? We went there because we just finished dinner because it's close to a McD. Uh. It's close to McD And then we know about this place So after the McD We just started dropping by <laughs> Just to see how it uh, Because we heard stories about it Yeah Like you know I've never seen uh, Dead br- tree branches uh, Touching the windshield That low you know uh. so, so like If you could picture What I'm saying mm. You can imagine like A tree mm. uh, Try to imagine a wet mop uh. Right And you stand it upright uh. And the mop is there uh. That's the tree you know My gosh uh, So it was like that mm. Well, I've never seen like trees. Ah, I've never seen my life trees. Usually, the the people yeah, at least they remove it Mm. or some most dead trees. They still branches are normally upright, no? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Unless it's like soft kind of trees, Mm. like bamboo or banana leaves and stuff like that. But this is like (laughs) real, no hardwood trees Uh. that have low uh, hanging branches, Uh. which is which is weird to me, lah. So we went through that and we saw all these abandoned houses and all that, no. Over, outgrown houses with a lot of trees and, and a lot of plants and stuff like that and then like we off the light right the headlight just for a moment it was just pitch black you know? mm. like we can't see anything imagine closing your eyes mm. it was that dark mm. so but we did not see any paranormal activities mm. although it felt scary obviously mm. but that is like one of my top 10 scariest things that I've done mm. Mm. That's so do you have any personal horror stories like this? Mm. I've never uh, touched wood and thank God mm. <laughs> I've never been a, a victim to any disturbance or anything mm. that I know of but except for sleep paralysis I've had mm. this actually a few times in my life mm. I get free sleep paralysis like nearly every year mm. but not like very frequently it bothers me la. it just happens on and off and I know it's sleep paralysis mm. it's probably something to do with my sleeping habits mm. but I've never felt anything like uh, disturb me and all this uh, but now that we're talking about this like, something comes to mind mm. like, there's a story la it's not from it's not my personal story but it's a story that happened to me like someone told me this story so let me take you back to that that time it was I was in university that time uh, so we were at uh, I was at a friend's birthday party mm. and uh, we were celebrating and it was getting late I think it was nearly two la. Mm. so I, as you know I used to drive to uni so mm. I had in my car and uh, my friend asked me to my friend asked me to uh, I recall the story drop me drop mm. him off yeah mm. So like uh, so so my friend he he's the one who was having the birthday and mm. he asked like uh, me to drop off his friend who was mm. uh, he's an Indonesian guy mm. so I thought why not like, I'm close to the guy who's holding the hosting the birthday party mm. and I thought why not like, just help mm. a friend's friend out mm. and uh, so I, I said okay fine let's let's go and it's so on the way to my house so as we were driving right it was like nearly three like two something driving and with this guy that I barely know 
then uh, he starts talking to me lah we were same uni but we hardly talked to each other mm. like so he started talking to me and then somehow the conversation went to went towards the supernatural right then he was telling me that he asked me bro do you believe in ghosts mm. i said yes i i mean i don't believe in i told him i don't believe in ghosts but i believe in supernatural entities because i in, in my religion we believe that um when you die you don't remain on earth you either mm. go to purgatory or you go to heaven or hell mm. and uh it, it that's that's how it is lah we don't believe in like you know people dying and their memories keep them here and all this so he said yeah i believe the same thing he said uh, he believes that he believes in jinn mm. he believes in jinn and then he was explaining to me he said that uh okay so when people die when they leave behind like blood or leave behind some sort of strong emotions like like a uh, violent death or something mm, unjust death unjust death or mm. something that is not supposed to happen in the course of their life mm. they leave behind very strong like, uh, field mm. uh, that this jinn will go and feed of them mm. and create like uh, a likeness of them mm. that two people will seem like their ghost mm. so and I was, I was listening to this guy's explanation and it seemed very uh, like very precise very specific mm. so I asked him bro how do you know all this mm. They told me no, bro. I actually had the had the ability to see ghosts. Mm. So at that point, like you can imagine, it was two o'clock. Mm. I mean, this guy that I don't know, he's telling me that he can see ghosts. So mm. like, okay, bro. Mm. Uh, I think it's about time I drop you. <laughs> <laughs> time I drop you off. So I asked him like, bro, what's uh, I mean, you need to tell me, give me more information. Like, <laughs> you tell me like, what's up? Then he said like, okay, no, actually, no. I I used to be able to see ghosts. Mm. Um. Then he said they are actually everywhere mm. around us. Mm. like the spirits and we are living the, our, our realms are intertwined mm. like that so I, i and then i asked him like okay then like now can you see them and he said no that because then he told me his story like mm. he was actually born mm. uh, and his family is very into like witchcraft of oh, black magic yeah black magic so mm. they whenever he, when when this guy was born apparently they do some ritual to give him a guardian at birth Oh. And this guardian will remain with him until his dying days, lah. Mm. And everyone in his family has a guardian, ah. a spirit guardian. So this guy said he had a guardian, uh, and he be- was able to see these supernatural beings. And uh, at one time he said that he was very sick, like he was having a fever, and all this, and he could see these supernatural entities around him with these faces that he can vividly see, and they were like mocking him and like saying, "Oh, you, I-, I don't know." Oh, he didn't say that. They said that he's sick, but they said he was mocking him. I don't know how they did it, lah. Then um, mocking him because his guardian not doing the job, or I don't know. Huh? So maybe at the time when he's physically, people he said that when you're physically or emotionally weak, mm. that's when you're most susceptible yeah. to this kind of things. Yeah. So then he's he told me a story and I asked him, okay, then you said you were able to see. That means at a point you cannot see anymore. Mm. They said, yeah. Uh, and then then one point in one point in his life he decided that he didn't want this kind of. Mm. lifestyle where he can just see like things walking around mm. and he has to tell the difference whether it's a real or a fake mm. and he doesn't want that life anymore so he did a ritual to remove this mm. ability to see and as well as a guardian mm. so when he did that he couldn't see anymore but from his experience many years like seeing all this he knows they're all around us mm. and our realms are intertwined mm. so that's like the most I've come into contact with this kind of mm. thing and I dropped him off immediately mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I went back home straight mm. after that mm. You never seen him again. I I saw him. I always see him in uni when we do events and all mm. that. But we've never brought up this topic again, lah. Mm. Uh, when I seen him talking alone, lah. <laughs> no lah. <laughs> like come to the booth, like me and my friend want to join, but he's standing alone, lah. <laughs> <laughs> no lah. Thank God, no. But that's a uh, that'll be weird, lah. That'll be weird, lah.
so that's my experience life never been like troubled or disturbed like you know some people get that uh, physical disturbances like your mm. story you know mm. there's also uh, you know we live in kajang yeah i do <laughs> we are currently in kajang yeah. <laughs> so near to my house there's actually abandoned flats i know which is kind of famous in kajang yes we've talked about it like multiple times i don't know about what you we've talked about it right like the flats Yeah, yeah that's flat. This flats is like it's a topic lah for Kajang people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this flats, right? Is basically embedded. Definitely. And uh, and it's right next to a, ch- uh, a cemetery. Yeah, cemetery, Chinese cemetery. Yeah, cemetery. So basically it's uh there's stories mm. where the housings, the houses mm. near the opposite, you know the houses opposite of the flats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The row of houses. Mm. Uh, apparently like those days when I was younger. Mm. Uh this houses all will have like they they used to feed this uh they used to leave uh, food and then and near the flats mm. and uh, usually they'll be eaten up but not in the form of human i mean uh, animal eating you know like proper human eating style oh. uh, i don't know how to explain that like it's not rice if you have rice for animal you probably uh, like gorge on uh, it make a sun is like some human ate it lah mm. and it's like well kept and then mm. the apple is like eaten to the core mm. and it's like properly bitten on mm. that kind of stuff So like that that the those days ago few mm. years ago mm. those days ago <laughs> few years ago I have a friend mm. uh, so he and his friends they actually went in mm. and apparently they went in during the day I think mm. because I don't think anyone's crazy enough to go there night because that place is really irritating. yeah yeah I've seen uh, like it's like it has his own vibe lah it has a vibe <laughs> it has a vibe that emanates from like far. yeah from far away mm. you, from far away you look at it you know this thing is not yeah, good yeah. <laughs> it's like something is up with this building yeah, yeah. actually <laughs> the first time I came to Kajang like, yeah. I, I noticed the building I was like oh, that's a creepy building like, yeah. it's, it's very eerie, eerie looking yeah. very very eerie mm. then, like, let me call it the story yeah. very nice <laughs> so um, he and his friends mm. apparently they went to the apartment mm. flats i mean yeah uh, during the day and then one so they went, they saw like uh, left furniture oh. left bicycle with cobwebs and all mm. that stuff but there was this house where all of the doors are demolished lah yeah, okay. i don't know why but uh, all the doors are demolished and there was this particular room mm. that was filled with dolls oh. uh, like from the ceiling to the floor mm. i mean like not like mid air and all that but like <laughs> like the walls the mm. ceilings the floor the oh, whole they put dolls on the ceiling they tied them what they tied them they tied them to the ceiling they tied them to the ceiling my god uh, using like i think it's benang or something like that huh. they tied the, the thread around the dolls hair or something like that mm. and then they tied it to a paku or something like that oh some mm. voodoo thing going on some there. voodoo thing going on there mm. so Ever since I heard the story, mm. I just don't want to be near the building. <laughs> so I like, I remember like always had like I always had like one day I'm in the going to go during during the day, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. to check it out. Yeah, because it's so near. Yeah, it's so near to my house. I can walk there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so like, but after I heard the story, I'm not willing to take the risk, lah. Because yeah, yeah. I, I don't usually uh, advise people to play around with this uh, supernatural stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, not something they should play uh, around. Because uh, if the god is real, the devil is. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, so I always tell that people. Mm. Uh, so I. choose always to not sana but right mm. the, to come back to, from the previous thing that i remembered about this building mm. when i was very young mm. maybe around since i was born till like maybe 13 years old or mm. 14 years old around there lah huh? mm. i might be wrong 13 or 14 lah around there mm. i don't know you might remember also there was actually one house that was in uh, inhabited yes uh, in that whole building yes i know remember that yes. right? <laughs> When they move, you remember. I don't remember. But there was one part they moved. Yeah, yeah, they moved. Okay, so this house, the story about this house. 
So basically this is a whole abandoned flats. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know how they had electricity. Yes, they had one house ah, that was always lit. lit. There was always lit. Yeah, yeah. not lit like a party lab. Not lit like a party, but lights on. <laughs> yeah, lights throughout on, yeah. the whole night. Yeah, correct. Ah, yeah, yeah. No, it's creepy. Yeah, yeah. Throughout the whole night, no, I never seen the lights off. Yeah, I see. Ah. And there's the only house there. Yeah. Like the ground floor, the most right. Mm. I never still remember this uh, house. Uh, this family of Chinese people. Yes. Apparently, they are this one und- uh, undertakers. Oh. Ah. Oh, so they juggle the cemetery. They juggle. They juggle the cemetery. Oh. And uh, the whole family is bald, woman and man. What is that? Whole family bald, woman and man, mm. and uh, they all are undertakers. Mm. So, but I don't know how they lived there mm. for like so many years mm. in a whole abandoned building, and it's not like abandoned and well kept, no. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit it's, rundown. Ah, it's, it's like very rundown. Ra- very rundown. You, yeah, yeah. you all, you the listeners don't know how rundown this building is because they need to see it because it's like there's like. Uh, Yeah, the, there's like like the windows are blackened. Ah, and the whole building is messed up. It's like you haven't lived there for maybe twenty years. You ah, can picture ah. flats like that. That's it's, it's, it's a very short flat. So Gives the listeners some description. Mm. Yeah, I think it's about like seven or six stories, maybe less. Mm. And the windows are just imagine blackened windows, grey walls, mm. with no fresh coat of paint, no the shingles on the roof are falling off. Cobwebs, cobwebs, and, and it's long. a very very rundown building. Mm. By one look, you know no one is staying there. That kind of yeah, building. that kind of place. And like trash, damn not trash. Yeah, yeah trash. Yeah. Damn not trash. And then there's like a lot of water also. Yeah, like ayubatako. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in that kind of place, they live for so many years. Mm. No, Antarctica or not, no, uh, I bet. They have seen some things, right? Uh, probably lah. Uh. Oh, they are like, like really brave human beings, lah. Mm. And that is a something that I've always noticed uh, since I was a small kid. Yeah. That that one house that's lit. Mm. So that's like that story that people in my taman talk about, like the my friends, my childhood friends around taman. Mm. Uh, we always talk about this flats, lah. Mm-hmm. If you actually are familiar with K Town Clan. Yes, I know. Uh, So the listeners, if you're famous, yeah. <laughs> I know you know Peter Clark because you're from Kajang. But the listeners, uh, if you would, you could actually search this uh, hip hop group called Kedan Clan actually, and then one of their music videos. Uh, Give them the uh. Give them the uh. That's the name of the song. They actually recorded the video in the said flats, but yeah, they did it in the day. Ah, they did it uh, outside, outside and in the day. Yeah, because they, they know not speakers. to. And they brought speakers and uh, they made it like lively lah to. Mute out the horrors, <laughs> but it was in the day. But you could actually see how eerie that building yeah, looks but like. But I think they did it from the side. They did it from the so, back. Yeah, they did it from uh, the back because uh, the back. If you look at it from there, uh, I would think it's just like you know a rundown flat. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like haunted, haunted. But uh, if you see it from the front, when yeah, you face drive out from the center, yeah, yeah, it's a completely different. Yeah, building. yeah, I agree. So I don't even if they watch the video, uh, they won't get a full sense of how uh, the building is. But like. you can get a taste of you it. You can get a taste of it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think that concludes this. Eerie episode. Yeah, yeah. Don't know if the listeners find our stories eerie, but uh, but I hope they did. if you have your own stories, yeah, um, be it uh, stories from overseas or your own personal stories, do let us know. Yeah, we'd we, love to see like hear uh, your stories uh, and you know maybe if you let us, we we'll share with the rest. Yeah, yeah, because like this kind of stories are actually uh, interesting, lah. Very interesting, yeah, yeah. yeah. And to know about personal experiences is even more. Ex- Interesting, cause like someone experienced it. Yeah. So do hit us up and have a good night. <laughs> This is Tennessee. Goodbye.